Hi. Hello. What's up? It's hump day. Couple more days. Couple more days. We have officially surpassed the the first half of the week. Yes, thank God. It's been um snowy. Horribly snowy. No, it's snowy. Like frozen ice all over my whole car. To where I have to like break it off to even get my door handle to open. Oh my gosh, that was me getting into the car tonight. I had to like force it. Cool. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, how was your weekend? You had the big birthday party. Want to tell us about that? The big number three. It was a grand time. Brecken was Brecken was the cutest little boy. Um, so like obviously he got presents, spoiled rotten, and. As he was opening his presents, I'm sitting next to him, and I'm telling him who he's getting the presents from. And I'm like, you know, like, for example, this one's from Aunt Jenna Sawyer and Uncle Jake. And he was like, oh, wow, cool. You know, he'd, like, be all excited about the present, and then he would go and give it to the person that he got it from. Ah, And I'm like, Brecken, they're for you. And he's like, he'd give it to him, and he'd say, you're welcome. <laughs> and his reaction... <laughs> to Sawyer was seriously the best reaction ever. I know I told you about it, but... Sawyer! Welcome to my birthday celebration party! You're my My best best friend! friend. (laughs) Hugged him. And you know Sawyer, he was so shy. It took him, like, five minutes to get comfortable. I said, do you want to talk to him? He's like, no. My mom's... My mom, hi, Sawyer, how are you? <laughs> he's like, hi. Yeah, he, he, need, he needed a minute, but then he warmed right up, and he had a cupcake, and it was a swell time. Um, uh, which reminds me, I told Sawyer I was about to record the podcast, and he goes, tell Bri I said hi. Sawyer, hi. I can hear his little nerdy voice. <laughs> yeah. It's just how he said it, too. I got to meet Everett. I haven't yet. I'm oh, super sad. You were me. going to, you little stinker. Sorry that I'm about to rub this in your face, but he is the chunkiest little ball of baby fluff. <laughs> and he literally just lays limp in your arms. Like, I was holding him for probably a good 15 minutes just walking around the party talking to people. Oh, good. <laughs> That's nice for Colleen. Cause, yeah. Uh, Mr. Brez was a little stink pot so i'm Com- glad uh completely different baby too oh yeah, but he I'm just laid there with his head on my shoulder baby. just laid there limp and watched and looked around and you know what i'm gonna give her props right now she breastfed that baby in front of everybody and i was like fuck yeah heck yeah you do not get up and move no from that thing. spot everyone else is eating that baby can eat and no yep. one even looked twice about it either, so that made me feel even more better, like, knowing that my family's not judge- judgmental like that, you know? Yep. It was awesome. Such an important little nutrients to give your little baby, if you can. Your little tutor pop. Some women cannot. <coughs> so, you know. So, how's your week been? No... 
It has been good. Um, some things have been not so good, but that is not for um, my podcast. That is something uh, privately to share yeah. with you. To share with you well, later. I can say that yesterday I did not go to work. I was down and out for the count. I, I don't know what was going on with my gut, but it was not not working well with me. I didn't have any issues, you know, if you uh, guys know what I'm saying. I didn't Ralphie or anything like that, but she just was pissed the fuck off. <laughs> did not like what you gave her. No, she did not, but today she's very gleeful, so that's well. Today she's very gleeful. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you listen to the uh, podcast this week? I think it was from this week from Lindsay and Kale. Well, Kale wasn't on there because she was uh, somewhere. I don't know. So, Will, Lindsay's husband, was the guest speaker. Uh uh. It's pretty good. It was about relationships. They had a um, relationship experts. They're like a couple. They write books together. They're married. Um, it was pretty good. You should listen to it when you have the chance. Yeah, I listened to them all day at work. I found a new one. It's called Up and Vanish. And it's kind of spooky, but it's all about, like, missing persons and unsolved murder mysteries and things like that. I would like that. Yeah, it really it really caught my attention today. I started listening to them for the first time today, and I was like, shoot. They played, like, really That's like- spooky, like, music. And it, what's cool about this podcast is he does it like it's a documentary. So, like, oh, he actually does, nice. like... You hear him like walking up to their house and knocking on the door and the people welcoming them, welcoming them in, you know, and like actual witnesses and police statements. I don't know. It's, it was really good. It's not just like your normal sit down one on one podcast. It was like 20 different people throughout an episode. That's I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I yeah. don't yeah. know that much throughout the week, but um, yesterday I didn't have to be to work until later because of the snow. So. I was cleaning Sawyer's room, and I listened to that one, and then um, when I got done with that, I don't know why I can't get into the Caitlin Bristow one. I don't know why I can't. I just can't. I, oh, I my don't God. Know what it is. She's my it, favorite. I, I can't. I don't know what it is, but um, I was cleaning my kitchen, and I got done with the one, um, the Caitlin and Lindsay one, and I looked up, like, a holistic one, and it was... Uh, pretty cool like half an hour little podcast about um starting like a herbal farm but it was um like a like a like a free clinic like uh people could go there and get like free herbal like tinctures and that kind of stuff and they like set up in different cities they like help people get set up in different cities it was pretty cool yeah you'll have to send me a screenshot of it yeah, I'll have oh, to find sure. it again. I really didn't pay attention to who it was even by, but I mean, I definitely could probably find it again. Yeah, so. it should be in your library of what you've listened to. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Ooh. What do you, do you celebrate, have plans for Valentine's Day? What are you in the nader tater doing? Well, we usually don't really do anything too extravagant um obviously since he works nights we won't be doing anything together tomorrow um but it'll probably just be us hanging out at home 
I did get him a um, which oh, <laughs> shit. Say it. I don't want him to listen, <laughs> but I guess he won't listen until tomorrow. So he'll see it tomorrow. You think he won't listen to today? Just tell him not to listen to to it. Nate, don't listen podcast. to this part. Put your earphones off. Um, no, a local artist, um, follow her on Instagram, y'all. She's freaking awesome. It's Klexo, and I might even be saying it wrong, I don't know, but it's C-L-E-X-O. Um, she's from here in southern Michigan, um, but yeah, she offered up to do hand-painted Valentine's Day cards for five bucks a piece, and I could not pass that up because her work is freaking awesome, and it's all, like, the watercolor it turned out so cute, and she personalized it. I got to say whatever I wanted in it, and she literally painted out the words. Like, killed it. And I bought a, a cup from her a while back, like a travel mug, too. But, yeah, no, I got him a card, and, and we'll probably do some dinner. Just hang out. Nothing big. We don't really ever do anything big for Valentine's Day. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people look at it like it's a Hallmark holiday, and I'm just like, yeah, I love you. Let's eat some sweets. <laughs> yep. That's what I feel like. We, well, we don't do anything for Valentine's Day. Um, most holidays are not done in this house. Um, but I get excited about doing Valentine's Day stuff with the kids. Yeah. It's been fun. That's been fun at work the past couple weeks, and I um be too loud, obviously, because my child is still awake. But obviously, he gets a couple of Valentine's Day goodies. Um, other than that, though, not doing too much. I guess the most thing I'm excited for this year on Valentine's Day is to wear my sweatshirt that I got from Sarah's adoption. Yeah. Um, thing. Go into detail for that, that for me. Um. Uh, just like what, like the the love does thing, the love does thing. Okay, so I guess background and um, if you're listening to this, Sarah, sorry, I'm sharing your story without permission, but I won't share it all. I won't share it all the way. Um, so basically, um, one of my bosses, um, had some complications after labor, um, leading her to not be able to have any more biological children of their own, and they only have. Uh, one daughter of their own so they are looking to adopt um, but it's pretty expensive um, going through an agency um, so they started a fundraiser the focus is love does and, which is awesome Sarah basically just wanted to get the point across that um, love does make a family um you know, like, love's, love's all you need. Like, you don't have to be a blood. You know, love does right. make a family. All you need is love. So she was trying to make a love more of, like, an action verb. Um, just that love does do all those things. Love does um, matter. Love does matter. I think yeah. one of – she put, like, love does move mountains or something. I don't know. Just yeah. the way she had wrote out what she was putting in her fundraiser thing, I had goosebumps. Like, yes. Oh. Um so cool i'm so she and they are like the um like nicest perfect like little cute family that i ever did see so um when they do get that call for that special baby that baby is going to be one blessed little 
boy or girl. I agree. Um, I think that probably um, you ordered your shirt today, you said? Yeah, tonight. A little late, but that's okay. I still want the dang shirt. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so for the listeners out there that who are listening to this, um, if that is something that you would like to be a part of in helping the Johnson family um, with their process with adopting, last time I talked to Sarah, they were getting pretty close to their goal. But um, as we all know, just being a new parent, um, they really don't know what they're going to get and they really don't know what they need yet. So even though they, you know, are close to getting their goal of like their funds for adoption, still getting them to be able to, you know, get a little bit more on their feet whenever they do get that call. will be, yeah, helpful. like will be so helpful. This is just a random question on adoption. And I don't know if you would know or not, but like when they do the ad- adoption process do they get to choose the age or do they just like get a phone call and they're like hey we've got you know like I don't know how any of it works I I can kind of answer that to the best of my knowledge because I've asked her that um when they go out and they fill like you know they make like an adoption book and they have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and get like a bunch of um like I know they've had to have like several people come out to their home you know and make sure everything you know, blah, 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 and um, I'm pretty sure if I remember right, don't quote me, and I don't know if this is, like, for every state or agency, I don't know if it's different with all those things, but um, I know that Sarah and Jimmy said that they were looking for a baby, so I don't think that they will be getting calls for, like, older, you know, older kids or anything, just because that was, that's what their interest was they put that they were looking for and they did get told that it could take up to two years to get a phone call if not longer so um they yeah I just didn't know if it was like oh you know you sign up for adoption and they just kind of like how foster care is they call you and they're like hey we have a 12 year old and it's like oh shit yeah cool but then all of a sudden they're saying here's a six month old and you're like crap I don't have a crib I don't have this I don't have that you know so I I don't know I don't know if it depends on like agency to agency, like I said, but um, I do know that they got to put that, and then I do know that they also were able to put kind of things that they were like comfortable with. Like, um, obviously, when you are adopting, you don't know exactly what the birth, you know, if if the birth parents are being completely truthful to all their, um, you know contacts yeah were you were you smoking cigarettes were you smoking marijuana were you you doing drugs like that kind of thing they don't you can't really you know make sure that those things are guaranteed so they do I think like in that process somewhere like put what they're comfortable with kind of too like if you're willing to take on a kid with you know special needs or yeah you know a background of having a addiction you know or something like that I I think they kind of get to um say those things a little bit but but obviously you don't know how truthful they are but I do know that they got to put that in there like how some people aren't equipped to handle a baby that's going through withdrawals or whatever so yeah makes total sense Um, but if I think 
when we're done with this, um, we'll probably post our picture on Instagram like we always do, but I can probably um, copy-paste you the link when you go to do that. So if anybody does want to order a Love Does sweatshirt or donate to the Johnson family, um, it's all on their website. The website um, is a cute little picture of them and their family and gives the whole story, and then you'll be able to do that there. Perfect. Yeah, I think they, they had, like, little what color shirts. Yeah. I got the oh the, yeah they had the gray onesies. You got the gray. Yeah, I almost got the gray, but I got the purple, which is really pretty. I'm glad I got that. Score. And, and I did got, you like, get a... the what one? Did you get the the? Because there was like multiple sweatshirts. I got the one that was like the the looser one. I don't know the how crew to describe one? it. I yes. didn't get the hood. The yeah, I didn't one. get the hood either. I got the one that Sarah was wearing in the picture on the page nice and it's super Super cute cute. when (laughs) when people do go to look at that for size size reference i think sarah was in a small but i got a medium and i haven't tried it on but it's long enough to wear leggings perfect yeah that will be nice that will be nice so have you you stayed up on watching the alaskan bush people (laughs) Since at night? No. But I could tell Jake about it. Oh my god, it's so fucking intense. These people are crazy. Like, I've gotten to the point where they literally are living on an island in Alaska and they have a boat that they've brought things over. They've hauled a fucking car across the water, they've hauled a cow, a fucking cabin. They have, like, their own town in the middle of the woods at this point. Like, it's intense. But it's so cool. Like, I feel like I would want to go out there and live with them for a week. You are way further than I am. So don't spoil it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, shutting up. It's good. If anyone shutting has not up. watched Alaskan Bush People, get yourself a Hulu account and start watching it. Because it'll make you want to go be a badass out in the woods. Oh, and just so you guys know, because I was an unbeliever during the first episode, um, I did do some research on how valid they were, and they are pretty valid. Yeah. We spent like 30 minutes doing that, I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's any fake in this shit. These people are, they have their own dialect and everything. (laughs) Well, I mean, you gotta spice it up for reality TV a lot. Oh yeah, there's shit that's totally spiced up, you can tell. Some words oh. are probably scripted, for sure. But, for the most part, we did look it up, and it is legit. Yeah. Like, they lived in the city for a little bit, too. But you, you just only gotta watch parents, it. Though. None of the kids in the city, it was only the parents? No, they all did. They were all living in, like, a one-bedroom apartment. Is this, like, in a later season? Did they, like, mess something up in the wilderness? Yeah, you gotta watch it. All right, it's good. So uh, my dog, my dog ran away earlier this week, and I know you probably saw that from my Facebook post. Um, I didn't see your Facebook post, no, but I did see your grandma post on your page and say, "Is Trigger home right now?" And then yeah. it was like late at night, so I was like, "Oh yeah, Trig's home. She hasn't said anything to me, so I didn't really think about it." Well, it happened on Monday afternoon. Nate let him out, and Trigger decided that he'll follow his nose, and he took off down the road, um, slipped his collar, so 
Nate, I guess, said he'd like drove up and down the road looking for him. His footprints made it all the way to like down at the corner on my road. And there's like a horse farm right there. And they stopped. And so Nate's like freaking out. Bree, he got picked up. I know he did. And I'm sitting at work having a freaking panic attack because I can always get him to come home where he might not listen to Nate as well. And just luck of the draw, freaking this guy pulled up to our house with kids in the car and Trigger was hanging out the window. And Nate was like, hey, that's our dog. And he's like, we've been going house to house for like a half hour looking for who's dog this would be and Nate's like well that's our dog <laughs> you know and he thanked him and I was like oh I'm so glad there's still good people in this world but yeah we ordered and uh, time to stop because a lot yeah. of people are like oh don't got time to stop or right and it was the night know. we were getting the frozen ice storm and all that crazy stuff um but we ordered a I think it's called like a pug life harness it's like super padded and it's got like two different I don't know. It's supposed to be good for him, and he can't slip out of it. And he's gonna be getting tied up. Here. So, Sorry, yeah. buddy. You can't stay in the yard. Yep, you're getting tied up. You don't wanna. You don't wanna mind your manners and stay home. He's looking at me like, "Damn it! <laughs> Why are you talking about me, mom?" Crazy. So. What's up? Um, I did write down a few things that I was going to ask you just because these were a couple of things that were on my mind this week um, as the week was, you know, been going on. So my first one of the week, um, how do you handle other people disciplining or yelling at your kid or, you know, just kind of not pull you know what I mean? Like, uh, it depends. It depends on the person. That's the same for me. If you're not comfortable with that person, I guess we'll say that. If you're, if that's somebody that you're not comfortable, um, or like if you're right there, like if I'm right there, don't even like let me deal with it. Right, because if I'm not disciplining him, then I don't feel that there's an issue at hand. Obviously, I know that everyone has different rules at different houses, so, like, I don't know, like, at my mom's house, for example, the kids aren't allowed to eat or drink in the living room, or at my house, Brecken can have a snack on the couch, you know, as long as it's not something crazy, um, and he can have his, his cup with him wherever he goes. That's just how it is at my house, um, but... Yeah, it just honestly, it depends on the person. And if it's someone that I'm not comfortable with, I definitely, I voice my opinion or I just pack up and we leave. I just pack up and we leave. I'm not, I've Good done it. Good. We're going to go home now. To wrap it up. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a good question. It is. Um, It just, it kind of happened to us the other day. And um, you know me, I don't speak my mind to my own mother so um I obviously did not um partake in any um defensiveness but Jacob did hi buddy how are you that's Santana hi Jenna hi buddy where's 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 he's sleeping because he's a big boy sleeping right now it's bedtime 
Why don't you go lay down in your bed with your show? Um, I'll be in it just a minute. Okay, go oh, in there. Ah. I'll get it in a minute. <laughs> you just, hi. <laughs> hi. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so anyways, after we were rudely interrupted. Oh, so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that happened to us over the weekend. And um, Jake did uh, say something. Um, so it's, it's always interesting to, um, like, dude, I'm right here. Like, if there's an issue, we are right here. I mean, you might not always be paying attention to know there's an issue, but the fact is, is that we're, we're still here. You know what I mean? We're still right here. We might not be paying attention, but all you got to do is say, Hey, you know. This is happening, or that's happening, and we'll be all good. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, because, like, you don't want to be, like, mean. Like, then I there's know. some parents that are just like, don't fucking talk to my kid like that. I'll t- blah, blah, blah. You know? I don't know. It's just tough. Yeah, it is tough. It is. And, I mean, I can, um, I can say for sure that... Don't test the mama bear on me, but at the same time, I know what battles to pick. Right. So I I can easily let things roll off my chest or roll off my shoulders or back or whatever that saying is. All right. Depending on who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's my mom, sure. Take it off yeah. my hands, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> my sister Chanda's really good with um helping discipline too she never goes at it in a negative way so that always makes me feel good right <laughs> i just don't like the abruptness like of pete like don't like i don't like it when people are abrupt i guess yeah like, you, don't you can yell first. definitely try that again and you can be nice because right. my child might not be being nice well maybe not being nice but like something that you don't appreciate but um if you just come off to him with this attitude, any child, they're going to give it to you right back. I'm sorry. They don't understand that. All they hear right. is, you're giving me an attitude. Let me give it to you right back, sister. Right. So, for sure. That is that. Good question. Thank you. Thank you. I have two more. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Shoot them. <laughs> um, I guess my other question is um not getting into any specific examples or anything like that um but how do you handle workplace drama with your coworkers? like towards me drama or just drama in general from other people I would say um towards you like issues with you I guess or issues with, I don't, you, not like towards you, you know, I don't, I'm not saying you're a breeze, horrible worker and just got all these issues towards yeah. her, but if, I am a pot stirrer, so. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll say, for my first answer, because of my last job, I was there for five years, and I, I dealt with a lot of drama there, and a lot of, um, confusion, I guess, um, I honestly voiced my opinion right there in front of everybody, because, A, I wanted witnesses, 
And B, I just felt that the issue needed to be nipped in the bud right there. Like, no, you told me this 10 minutes ago, and now you're telling me to do that now. So I'm confused, and you need to, you know, just that's just one of my situations. I was told one thing and then told to do it a different way two minutes later, and it's just like, confusing and frustrating or people fighting next to me or talking crap about someone I just I'll flat out say stop get over it move on whatever at my new job now I literally don't talk about anything with anybody about my personal life I listen to everyone else and if like I can say that a lot has been said about other people to me where I'm at now and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad but I just listen And I don't open my mouth about it. I feel like that's the best way to get through a job is to just have open ears but closed lips. That is totally true. But um, what if those things um, are directed towards you? Do you still not do you still um, not say anything? Do you have an attitude slightly but not say anything and move on? Like what? What do you do? Well, so hard when somebody is doing that to not have that little bit of a um a dude yes well I can say I've hit like the point in my life where I don't let anyone walk all over me so if something is being said or directed towards me that I find offensive or belittling I will speak my mind about it and I'll do it respectfully at first And if they take it respectfully and give back respectfully, then perfect. But if not, then I'll just be, I don't know, because I don't get, like, too, I don't want anyone to think that I get, like, too crazy and obnoxious and say shit I shouldn't say, because that's totally not me. But if I'm going to be truthful, then it's going to be the truth. Right. Whether it offends you or not, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe it. If it's, nope, I... if it's directed towards me, I'm going to confront it right then and there. Good answer. Good answer because yeah. you know I would do that, but good answer because you know I should do that. So, yes. I like that answer. I strive to be like um, you daily in that aspect. So, I need to um, get a little bit of your backbone. <laughs> but I also think it's a little bit harder in my um, position to just because I don't hide. Like, I'm under somebody. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, it's a little bit different, but. But that's always important. Don't let people walk all over you. If it's something small that you know you can get by, you know, get past it, and it's not going to bother you when you're sitting at home at night, then yeah, let it go. But if it's something that offends you and, you know, hurts your feelings in the long run, you'll feel better that you stood up for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're your biggest fan, so. I agree. That's a good way to explain it, for sure. Man, I'm I'm digging questions tonight. I know, I have some good ones. really making me think. How are you different now versus how you were in high school? Oh. (laughs) I am so different. So different. Um, well, I'll say that I was definitely kind of like a follower in high school. Not necessarily just from, like, 
a friend perspective, but just like parents' thoughts and ideas about how you should be living your life, um, the way you dress, the way you do your hair, the way you do your makeup, the way things that you eat. I was um, really, really, really obnoxious in school, and not in a bad way. I, I was funny. <laughs> And I still kind of carry that trait with me, but not as oh, much. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely have changed a lot. I don't know how to describe it. That's a tough one for me. Because there's things like back in the day, like all through school, I was like super, I guess the word is like religious, <laughs> where I believed in God and I was like all about Jesus and things like that and then I went through a phase in my life where I questioned it not that I didn't believe but I just questioned things that were going on in my life at that time so I can say there's that I've become more open-minded now to things like I'm I'm more apt to trying new things than being stuck in like the same routine even though right now I'm definitely stuck in a routine well three-year-old so you know that's that's that but um I think you gave a really good answer on all those things I want to know your answers we already know about the discipline for children we already know about how you would handle confrontations at work do you though well I don't know (laughs) Are you going to surprise me here? (laughs) No, I couldn't surprise you at all. You already know that. I am that person that does not say anything. I will let you walk all over me, and that is that. We're going to work on that. Yes, we are going to work on that because I get very, um, um, there's just things that I just don't really think are okay and things that I definitely, um, Just take because I'm sensitive and I have always had that issue of caring what people thought about me. So I guess this is a good lead into high school, though, um, because I um, I'm still very sensitive and emotional, which I think you could contest to because you know that. Um, but. I think in high school it was um, not not worse um, than it is now. I don't think it's any worse or any less, but um, I know how to handle it now. I, and that was a challenge. I didn't always know how to do that. Um, I always try. I had, um, and I hope if any of these people that I'm talking about listen to this, like, no no hate, no shame, no nothing, but I guess you might have not ever known that you made me feel this way, and I'm not going to make, so I would never do that, but, um, and we're all adults now, and I get along with all of these people just fine, um, but when I was in high school, I had a group of friends that I just, like, I strived and strived and strived to, like, okay, I gotta make her like me, that's my best friend, like, why is she hanging out with her, why is she not, like, why am I not included? And I've always kind of felt that way about myself that um, 
if uh you know like when people ask you what you like are you pop like back in the day are you popular or not like I was never um like popular but I was never not yeah like I was always that yeah. weird like that weird it was um, like you were the outsider of the popular group like every yeah like everybody like I was the same like, way group and enjoyed us um but we like you know we weren't those like varsity volleyball varsity like blah 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 blah. I mean we did sports we did I mean varsity gymnastics varsity track and that kind of stuff but it was different and we were um this little group of rednecks so you know um I think that that is also something to talk about that when I was in high school I grew up with an older brother and I had no well not no um very little diversity as I'm sure you did as well um, have little diversity, um, different, very little different um, skin tones in our school. Yes. I think that is probably the biggest thing that has changed about me is that I am not um, stuck in my um, little world of white people are great and awesome. And never that I really was like complete, like I would never like super super like you know out there with that kind of stuff um but I think it was just kind of that you know my older brother was a little bit like that and you know my high school boyfriends were like that and all their friends were like that all the guys were you know rebel flags you know blah 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 and I think that's probably the biggest change is that I got a job in poverty like in a poverty environment and I had to learn all those different things quickly about people and had to right. be opening and accepting. So I think that that is probably the biggest thing that has changed about me. I'm still sensitive. I'm still emotional. I still care what yeah. people think, unfortunately, but that. See, that's where mine changed. You had me think that in high school, I used to care so much what everyone thought of me. And then it was like, after high school, we graduated I don't think I've, I've, okay, I'll take this back. I've seen one girl that I graduated with just um, a few weeks back. We had like a girls night with all my friends from school. And the one girl I graduated with, it was my first time seeing her since we graduated in 2011. And it was like, we'd never missed a beat. She's always been super friendly, super cool. I mean, we've talked on social media and stuff, but we had not seen each other since high school and she's the only one that I've <laughs> seen since high school out of uh, my group of girlfriends that were in my grade. Right. I I started to hang out with girls that were in the grade below me because they were more like me, I guess, where we could have fun and be obnoxious and not, you know, w- when we were all together, it was just fun and comfortable versus girls in my grade. It you know, it was always, it always felt like a contest. Like, oh, who's yeah. got the better, who's got the better shirt today from American Eagle or Hollister or new shoes or this or that. And it's like, I look back okay. and I'm like, I wasted my fucking breath and energy on people that were not worthy of my, of my presence. And I don't yep. want to sound conceited when I say that, but it's true. There were things that were said about me in school that I, like, took it to heart, and it really hurt my feelings in school. Like, one girl was like, oh, did you take your 
your beer cans back so that you could get gas to make it to school and it's like fuck in in the moment i'm like oh my god it's so offensive la 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 and now i think fuck yeah i'm gonna take back 12 fucking garbage bags full of beer cans or pop bottles or whatever because that's money in my pocket at the end of the day yep so i've just learned to accept who i am and accept what i do in life and everyone else can Take it or free off. Yeah. I mean, I guess off. <laughs> I, I haven't completely, like, not made any progress in that area. I mean, as you know, my certain stands on certain things, um, I'm very open and I'm very passionate about. And I will, I will stand up for myself. Um, but so, you, I think I, I, I've never really learned how to stand up. For myself in a situation that um, is unfair to me or um, not even unfair, but you know a couple of, like, the situations that have happened recently to me, um, but, like, I've never really been able to figure that out when, like, I'm really not completely in the wrong and somebody wants to put me there. Like, I've I've really not figured that out. I just think. Do you think that maybe... Which is great, but... At the same time, like, just ignoring people isn't getting the point across that, like, you hurt my fucking feelings. And, like, do you think that maybe you take it, like, I'm not, if I just don't say anything, that it won't become a big deal and it'll just blow away? Like, or what I'm feeling isn't, I just don't have the confrontation. Like, it's this, I don't, I guess, you know, like, I just, if you're not my best friend I mean if you're not my best friend I really guess I don't give a shit if you're I mean I give a shit but like I don't care to make an effort to communicate through that unless you're really important to me I guess like I mean no I get it I get it yeah I I don't know know because I know someone for me because I have I, you know, a situation a couple of years ago that did happen with somebody that was really close to me. I guess I never really did put in that effort, but at the same time, maybe that was just it was just time for that too. I don't know. That it that's a hard it's hard that's a hard question. Yeah, because I know that some people might think that you know if I'm feeling this way, but the person that made me feel this way obviously doesn't think it's that big of a deal, or they wouldn't have done it. So, right. I'm not going to. But then I also do feel like some people, um, like, really do enjoy getting, like, a power trip off of. Yeah, they get, people get a rise out of, of working people up. I know a few people in my life that like to push buttons just to see your reaction. Yeah. And those people are just fucking mean. Yep. I do think that some people take advantage of people that are similar to you. You know, like if you don't stand up and voice your your feelings or whatever it is that you need to stand up for, then they think, oh, well, shit, I'm going to do this again or I'm going to do that again or I'm going to do this this time and see if this will push her to say something or him to say something. I've seen a lot of situations like that. I know... Nate knows when I'm in a shitty mood, and I guess Mm -hmm. this just makes us, like, even more the merrier together, but when I'm in a shitty mood, he knows 
how to push me to my limit to make me become psychotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's oh, like, Jacob's- oh, you're in a mood. And I'm like, no, I'm not. If I was in a mood, I'd be, I'd be saying shit that is mean right now. And He's like, there you go. You're being psycho. And it's like, no, you just put me in a mood. I wasn't in a mood, even though I was really in a mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. He oh, is always. very good. He's good at pushing my buttons. Aren't they all? Aren't they yeah. all? Shit asses. Yep. Well, that's my best answer, though. So, <coughs> I have a question for you. When Sawyer was a baby, nothing I can answer, but I don't need a cough drop. Here we go. So, when Sawyer was a baby and you were in the grocery store, did you ever have an encounter with a stranger wanting to see him or look at him or anything like that while he was in his car seat? Yes. No. Did they want to, like, touch his little toes. <laughs> you know, I honestly, know I feel like I never really, I guess I feel like I never really experienced, like, a stranger wanting to touch him, but I, thank God, because I would have been so mad if somebody just went up and touched him, but, um. I had a few older ladies come up and want to, they would, like, they, obviously he was in a sleeper, so his feet were covered, but they'd, like, rub his little feet. And there's some old ladies that I could push past and be like, oh, you're just so damn cute, too. And you look clean and you seem like a fucking cute little grandma. And then there were other people that it was like, whoa, brush your teeth. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. This is precious cargo. And I would keep, honestly, I would keep his car seat covered the whole time that we were in the store. I feel like I did a lot a lot of the time, too, was keep it covered. Yeah. And just freaking power I lock like- and get shit done. Yeah. My weirdest experience was at Meyer with this lady, but I also feel like um, she still works there. So now that I'm is like, it the cart lady? Um, yeah, I think she's. I think she has a disability. So yes, I, you know, yes, um, yes. And I will attest to this and say that I used to let her see Brecken. Oh, definitely. She was overwhelming. I mean, you know, She's oh, yeah. look at that cute baby. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. know exactly. But what once you're I like about. realized it, I was yes. like, okay, like I understand I now. It was fine. So I guess I really haven't. I just seen her. You did. So okay. she's still there. Okay. Um, I, I haven't like had her. any like seriously like weird, weird, weird experience. That was my first one. But like I said, after I you know assessed the situation, I you know obviously could tell. You know why um, it was just a little bit, you know, more socially, you know, more socially, uh, not even inappropriate, but just more socially different because of her disability. So if people didn't get, if people didn't understand that she had a disability, they might look at her as overbearing. Yes. Because I know that there were a few times that I was in a rush and she would like follow me out to my car and still talk to us. Oh, yeah. Never. She never was, like, negative or anything. She just was like, how old is he? Oh, he's so beautiful. Look at his blue eyes. I love his coat. You know, like, nothing but compliments and positivity. Yeah. Very, very nice lady. Never asked to touch him or anything. So I always would. I would always let them talk and see each other. And I'd make conversation with her. And she used to always say, I wish I could babysit him. (laughs) No. 
Yeah, but I guess that I and so really not even a. I guess I've really never experienced like a bad bad encounter. I mean, like I said, just at first when I first assessed like assessed the situation, it was you know weird. But yeah, then once I really looked at it, I was like, okay, I understand this. So taken back a little, like, whoa, hey, lady. Yep. <clears throat> <coughs> Golly, ah, it's just not, it's never ending right now. It's never ending. These podcasts go by way so fast because right now we only have 12 minutes left. I know. I feel like we've only been talking for like 10 minutes. I know. It's weird. Well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner the rest of this week. Oh, me too. I've had pizza rolls past two nights. No shame in my game. Heck no. They were good. Last oh. night, I didn't make dinner just because I was not feeling up to it. Oh, I lied. I made spaghetti with spaghetti sauce, so- like noodles and sauce, but I didn't do any meat. Mm-hmm. That's easy for Brecken. Oh, but yeah. I didn't eat any of it. And I don't think Nate did either. <laughs> he always hates that. Oh, yeah. Why is there no meat? <laughs> because I was too lazy to cook it. <laughs> My response. <laughs> yeah, I really um, don't have any other little questions for you unless you have any fun little questions for me. I don't, so mm-hmm. I will have to brainstorm some so that I can uh, be the question master for you next time. Yes. We'll have to um, start paying attention throughout the week to little things that we're like, huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to write that one down. So- <clears throat> Oh, I've got one. So. What? Oh, this is sick, dude. Okay, so I'm at work today. Mind you, I went to work, no makeup, didn't do my hair, nothing. I wish I could have went in my pajamas just because I fell off. And I go to the bathroom after lunch. And we have two stalls. So I went into the first one, and obviously someone was in the one next to me. And they went out of the stall and right out the door. And they didn't fucking wash their hands. Mind you, they had fully gone to the bathroom because they were going while I was going. And I had, like, a little mini panic attack because I'm thinking of everything that that person has touched throughout the day. And it's like, dude, come on, wash your fucking hands. So I go back to my desk and I tell my coworker who's sitting next to me. And we literally disinfected our whole entire cubicle. And then we started thinking about it and dwelling on it. And we... We do, like, little food. Like, we'll put food out on our cubicle walls. So, like, today, <laughs> my coworker brought us a baked spinach dip, which was fucking awesome, and chips. And then the other coworker brought peanut butter chocolate chip cookies and chips and salsa. And we just snack throughout the day, and everyone brings something different all the time. And this person shoved their hand into the bag of chips that we had been eating on all day. And then I find out she uh- that person doesn't wash their hands. And it hit me and my coworker, and we just looked at each other, and we're like, the chips gotta go. <laughs> they gotta fucking go. Throw them in the trash. Oh. Yeah. That's not cool. I I just have a hard time with that. Like, I wash my hands after I do the dishes. I wash my hands after I take Breck into the bathroom. I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird, and it's gross. 
I will say that I'm probably not um, as hand washy at my house. Yeah, I'm not either. But, but I do my I best. I definitely always, always um, do do that. Or sometimes at work, if I like have a like a hey, uh, he's doing this, but I like I'm about to pee my pants. I gotta go. Um, some of my kids are a little bit harder to believe with other people because they have a kid too. So, um, I might use hand sanitizer then, but other than that. Yeah, I, I guess I can say at home, I don't do it as often as I should, but I try my best to stay on it. But when I'm in public or at work, I do it every single time. I totally feel the dishes thing. Cause that really Ugh. bugs me. Yeah. It's so bugsy if I don't afterwards, but yeah, I feel like my hands are just Which covered is weird, in dirty dishes. Which you have, dishes. like, a whole bunch of soap and stuff. I, well, I mean, you have, like, dirty dishes on your hands. But <coughs> you also have, like, soap and water on your hands when you're doing the dishes. So you think it wouldn't bug you. But your hands feel so much grosser after you're doing the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I oh, have a hard time. And I guess I just, I use the Bath and Body Works soap. So maybe I like the smell of it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just nice. Well... That was my fun thought for the day. All right. Well, my child is still up, so. I know. I need to get my kid to bed, too. He's been quiet tonight, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's been hanging out in his room. He's been sleeping with all of his birthday presents, too. Like, hard dinosaurs and stuff. And it's like, aren't you uncomfortable? (laughs) I will say he got. I have to send you a picture. His grandma, Sue. On Nate's, on Nate's side, his it's Nate's grandma Sue, so it'd be Nate Abrekin's great grandma. She got him mm-hmm. a dinosaur quilt with a matching pillow sham. Oh, so cute! It is the cutest freaking quilt. I'm gonna have to send you a picture of it. And Brecken loves it. He tells Aww. me he's like the dinosaurs fight off the monsters. I said, yeah, they protect you, so it's not really helping with him staying in his bed. But <laughs> I'm about to make him one. Canvases that I made for Sawyer's room with his name on it. Oh, he would love it. So cute. I'm going to. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> Done deal. Done deal. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna head off here and watch me some Roswell, New Mexico. It's a new episode. New episode on Hulu tonight. I'm, I'm a blast. TV junkie. I'm a TV fun. junkie. All right. Well. Yeah. I don't watch TV that much, honestly. I do, and it's bad. Or if I do, it's like that 70s show that I've watched a million times. Um, yeah. Or King Feel good shows. King God damn it, Bobby. Lawyer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loves that one. Out of that one and Family Guy and South Park, he likes King and Hell the best. I'm like, yes. Oh, Nate, the, Nate has been the most kid appropriate one. Fucking South Park kick. I'll wake up in the morning and Nate's passed out on the couch. And South Park will be on, and Brecken comes out, and he's watching it. And one day, I'm, like, packing Brecken's lunch in the morning, and it's, like, fucking Kenny, fucking, fucking, fucking. And I'm, like, holy shit, what kind of cartoon is this? <laughs> it's, like, swearing Dude, I don't right like my fucking three-year-old watching have. it. I've never, like, found it funny. Me I don't either. Know. I think it's, stupid. I think it's I the most like annoying it. fucking never cartoon. Thought... I've never thought that it was funny. I've never thought that it was humorous. I like Family Guy, and I Me like... Too. King of the Hill, South Park. I don't like that shit. I don't know. I don't. I don't. American Dad's a good one, too. Yeah. Yep. 
we have watched that a couple times. I think I like that one more than Family Guy. I think King of the Hill is my favorite, probably just because Sawyer likes to watch it, so I watch it more. So not even that it's my favorite, it's Sawyer's favorite, so I watch it. All right, well, I'm going to cut this short. <laughs> that Brecken just came out, he's got to go number two. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so we're going to sign off with that. Yeah. Okay, well, we are. I'll get happy this. Happy Valentine's Yes, happy Valentine's Day. To everyone. Well, um, Bree, I will send you the link to the post, or if you have it on your thing, if you want to just copy and post it into the um, Instagram page, or I can, I don't know why I'm telling you this on air, I will just snap you. (laughs) I have the link, and I'll just post it with the picture. Okay. So we should be good to go, my lady. And I'll catch you on the flip flop. Alrighty. Alright, bye. Bye.